0: Good evening. Welcome to this Abide Bedtime Story. It's a story found in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. Wise men from the East travel to find the new King who would someday rule the world. A group of astrologers, the scholars of their day, had been watching the night sky. They had read ancient books that predicted a new star would someday appear, announcing the birth of a special king. When they saw the star, they set off on a journey to find him. But before we begin, close your eyes. Allow the wait. Of your body to sink into the mattress take a deep breath inviting in the Holy Spirit to fill you from head to toe exhale slowly blowing out the worries and anxieties of the day relax your body feel the heaviness of your eyelids as you prepare for sleep letting go of all your cares and handing them to your heavenly father feel your head sink deep into your pillow take another breath and feel your shoulders relax. Feel the peace of God fill your heart and your mind. Get comfortable as you think about how much God loves you. He has forgiven your sins and wants to take away your guilt and shame. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for your peace that guards my heart and mind. Thank you that it is too great to understand. Protect my heart tonight as I sleep. Be present in my dreams. Remind me how much you love me. Cause me to hunger for a fresh relationship with you. Forgive my sins and lead me safely to your loving arms. In Jesus' name, Amen. With that, let's begin our story. You are known as a wise man one of the scholars in the East. You spend your days reading ancient literature. You know that someday a king will be born in Bethlehem of Judea, who will rule the earth with truth and justice. His birth will be marked by a special star in the sky. Night after night, you watch the constellations traveling across the sky, marking the seasons of each year. And then you see it. You can hardly believe your eyes. After so many months, the new star, brighter than any other star in the sky, has finally appeared. The king has come. You gather your friends and gifts for the king. You pack the camels and set out on a long journey following the star. You know it will be long and arduous. But how exciting to go and greet a new king. You leave your city and head out into the desert. You travel across the sand, one dusty day after another. The fine, tan sand coats everything, even with the coverings you wear over your face and head. You rest whenever there is water for you and the camels to drink. Your body is sore after so many hours of being in the camel's saddle. The warm smell of the creaky, worn leather grows stronger as the days grow long. The diet of dried fruit and bread you have brought along begins to grow tasteless in your mouth. But you keep going. A king is waiting for you at the other end of your journey. Each night you find that special bright star you're following and chart your course for the next day the other constellations move through their places in the sky as the seasons of the year pass but the star remains in the same place night after night you pass through bustling cities and sleepy towns consulting with the local wise men. You tell them about the star you are following and the new king you are going to visit. You invite them to join you. Some come with you, and your group grows. More than a year later, you arrive in Jerusalem. The vendors at the market hawk their wares. You can buy fresh lamb and garlic, fruit and wheat for bread. You can buy hand-woven blankets. You smell the stench of meat that has sat out for too long. Donkeys bray as their owners load their carts with supplies they've purchased for their families. You hear the children calling to each other as they kick a ball back and forth in the street. You and your group Lead your camels through the streets, and people stop to stare at you, wondering where you have come from, and what you are doing. As you walk through the market, you don't have to ask where the palace is. It towers above everything else. White marble stone upon white marble stone spreads over a huge expanse of the city. You enter the gate into a courtyard and notice the silence. The noise of the children and the vendors and the carts is gone. You approach a guard and ask if there's a place where you and your camels can find some water. Noticing your dusty attire but regal bearing, he leads you to a well keeping an eye on everyone in your party. You water the camels first. Then you and your friends drink deeply from the sparkling water in the well. You remember how thirsty you are and how far you have come. The guard asks what your business is. You tell him that you want to speak to Herod. You have come to find the new king. After a few minutes of conversation, he is convinced of your purpose and leaves you to wait in the courtyard. A short time later, he returns and leads you into the palace. You have been invited by Herod into his lavish throne room. You pass through a lush garden in the middle of the wings of the palace with porticoes and bronze statues streaming with water. You see rich tapestries hanging from walls on both sides of the room. Gold and jewels encrust the walls. At the end, you see a throne with red silk cushions and a man sitting on it. Herod the Great. You approach the throne slowly. Herod asks who you are and what you want. He doesn't have to introduce himself. You've already heard about him, a friend of Caesar. Herod ruled his territory sternly in an effort to keep the peace. You tell him you have traveled a long way to find the king who will someday rule the world. Herod frowns. He seems nervous. King? He asks, a frown on his face. A new king? Another king? He pauses to think about the words, and then excuses himself. He walks quickly from the room, leaving you standing wondering what was going on. After some time, he returns and says that he has consulted the Jewish chief priests and scribes. They have said the prophets predicted that a king indeed would be born in Bethlehem. Then he tells you, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me, so that I can go and worship him too. You wonder about his enthusiasm. On the surface, Herod's request seems reasonable. But could he have other plans in mind? You leave him and his palace, and follow your star to Bethlehem just a short distance away, stopping first to change from your dirty traveling clothes to clean robes you had reserved just for meeting the king. You wash as much of the road grime from you as you can. At long last, your journey has come to an end. In Bethlehem, the star settles over a small house. And you and your companions find the child king and his parents, Joseph and Mary, in the humble one-room home made of stone just behind Joseph's carpenter shop. You had read that the baby would be born in a manger, but more than a year has passed since you began your journey. Long ago. The family had moved out of the manger. Joseph and Jesus sit together on a mat on the dirt floor. Mary, her back to you, leans over a pot of vegetables on the open fire and stirs the soup inside. You smell the garlic and the onions, your stomach growling as you imagine freshly cooked food. A hand-woven tapestry hangs on the wall. You admire the handiwork of the clay oven. The chimney vents the smoke to the outside. Mary looks up, surprised to see you in the doorway, and invites you to come in. Graciously, she asks if you would like to eat the noon meal with them. You and your friends lower your heads, bending almost in half as you enter the house. Your turban brushes against the top of the door jamb. You come through the door, stand up, and straighten it. The others follow, lowering their heads too. You gladly accept Mary's offer for you and your friends to eat with them. But first... You introduce yourself and your friends. You tell Mary and Joseph about the star that appeared in the sky. Jesus smiles and toddles over to you, interested in your bright robes. You tell them that the prophets predicted the star that would mark the birth of a king who would save the world from their sins so you've come a long way to give gifts to the king is this the boy king you ask Mary and Joseph nod their heads yes you bow on your knees before the young child he smiles at you and places his little hand on your face. Tears come to your eyes as you open your richly decorated treasure chest, unwrapping a gift of gold for the child. You present it to him, telling him gold symbolizes royalty, the wealth of kings. Your second companion opens his deep brown wooden chest and unwraps a bronze container of frankincense, symbolizing the divinity of Jesus, the Son of God. The third man unwraps a gift of fragrant myrrh. Surprised, Mary looks up from her work and shivers. Myrrh. Is a burial spice, symbolizing Jesus' death for the forgiveness of sins. You and your friends gratefully accept Mary's gift of a meal. You sit on the floor, the young Jesus in your lap, as Mary places steaming bowls of the soup before you. The rich brown broth smells of fresh vegetables with small chunks of meat floating to the top warm flatbread and cups of fresh water accompany the meal so that you can eat mary takes jesus from your lap and lays him on a mat in the corner singing softly so that he will sleep you watch in wonder When you are finished, you say goodbye and thank them for their hospitality. You are overwhelmed with gratitude for getting to meet this king in your lifetime. You replenish your supplies and then return to the Bethlehem Inn for one more evening of rest before beginning your long journey home. You are troubled. In your dreams that night, an angel of the Lord warning you not to return to Herod. Instead, you find a different way to go home. By the time you arrive home another year later, the star that led you to Jerusalem and then to Bethlehem has disappeared out of the night sky. It served its purpose. You will never forget the way you felt when Jesus smiled at you as you gave him your gifts. Later you learn that an angel warned Joseph in a dream to leave Bethlehem because Herod wanted to kill Jesus. You shudder, relieved to have escaped from Herod and his anger. Joseph, Mary, and Jesus escaped too. The next day, they left for Egypt. Throughout your life, you hear stories. The boy king lived and became a man. He taught the crowds and told stories by the Sea of Galilee. He fed the hungry healed the sick, and raised people from the dead. Finally, he was crucified on a cross for a crime he did not commit. You heard rumors that he had come back to life again after being crucified. His followers traveled throughout the Roman Empire, telling everyone they could trust Jesus to forgive their sins. You bowed your knee once to the King of the Jews when you visited him and gave him gifts. Now you bow your knee to him every day. The Wise men left their homes and traveled on camels for more than a year to meet a king who had just been born. They came a great distance to see Jesus. Thank him that he's always with you. You can talk to him any time. You don't have to travel a long way to find him. Whisper a prayer to him right now. The only object guiding the wise men was a star. They followed that star night after night for many months, a fixed point in the sky they could depend on. He is that bright and morning star that you can depend on every day. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, Thank you for loving your child. Bless them with rest and deep sleep as they close their eyes and think about how much you love them. Thank you for being with them as they sleep tonight. Be the guiding light in their life. Amen. Rest in God's loving arms. Sleep peacefully as you think about how much God loves you.